0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the anchor.com, the anchorfm.com, the home of the podcast where you can be heard all around the world from your bedroom, bathroom, living room, any room your heart so desires. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This episode, I'm going to talk about one of the most successful male solo artists of the 80s and what have you. He did it all, won it all, all kinds of awards. Singer songwriter, producer, ranger, instrumentalist, and uh, guy that just just couldn't do no wrong there for a while. Not to mention, he once fronted one of the most successful funk bands of the 70s. So, I mean, he had done quite a bit, and his body work still hand, stands out, and still holds up to the test of time. It's just really something else when you are listening and thinking about it, where he was and what he has done and so on and so forth. So, just um, a happening artist, and just one of those artists that you just you know, when you listen to them, you're just like, wow, this takes you to a certain point, someplace, so, um, this debut album was a self-titled debut album, and, uh, it was on the Motown records, and, it was like, a, highly anticipated, and it just like, was one of those records that when it came out, it caught on like fire, because the guy just definitely had, he just had the right songs, and definitely had the kind of career, that a lot of artists would want, and, um, you know, just truly amazing when you hear, hear his records and everything. So, without further ado, the name of the record was Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie. And this record came out in that magical year of 1982. And I always say about how, you know, when you think about certain time periods records and where you were and, you know, what they meant. And you're just like really just blown away with how... You know, you're just thinking, like, wow, this record came out then, and, um, you know, and it just really was just happening, how it all just kind of unfolded. The first song on this record is Serves You Right, and this was one of my jams. He co-wrote this one with Greg filler and John McClain, and John McClain, uh, is the co-executive estate of Michael Jackson's estate, very talented musician in his own right, and had a big hand in landing janet jackson with jimmy jam materials for her successful solo career the next part of her second her solo career got her into control everything but very talented uh session musician and so he co-wrote this song and uh it had a real strong groove to it even has a rap in the middle of it which uh at that time was still pretty fresh but Lana Richie did the honors on that in the middle of it, so it's kind of like a little scat rap thing that he did, but it was very, really happening. It had a nice groove to it, and, um, you know, it's just like, um, really was a happening groove. I really like the way the song kind of grooved and everything, and uh, you had Paul Jackson Jr. who did the guitar part on there. It was really tight. Greg Filler Games played a big part on there. A lot of synthesizers and different keyboard parts, and uh, Richard Marks then Unknown at the time was just getting his, getting his chops going. He did background vocals on this track, and you can hear him clearly back there. And Nathan Watts, one of the most notorious known bass guitarists is on here, and John Robinson on drums, so it was definitely um, a happening cut. The next song on here is Wandering Stranger, and uh, this one was arranged by the legendary Gene Page. With a lot of stuff with Barry White. Joe Walsh from the Eagles is the guitar solo, so it had some real interesting. People on here, Paul Jackson Jr. again, and then you also had Nugent Chandler. Nugent Chancellor is a real notorious drummer because he was real known for his work with the Crusaders and uh, he did some work with George Duke. But if you really want to know when Nugie Chandler really got his real notoriety, on so the opening drums of Michael Jackson's Billie Jean. That's where. But I Wonder Stranger is a pretty cool song, and uh definitely like the vibe of it and has a real nice orchestra uh, orchestral type of uh, configuration on here uh, da costa is on percussion and you have a real nice tone and feel on this cut and this is where you know like when you hear Lionel Richie and his peak in his prime especially when you had full orchestration you could really just get so much depth to his music so this was really tight the next cut on here is Tell Me and uh, I really like the way his vocals were on this song. I really like the feel on this song. Again, he worked with his long-term co-producer and arranger, James Anthony Carmichael, who did a lot of stuff with the Commodores and also with Atlantic Star. But him and Lana Richie together were uh, really on point here. And um, David Cochran, who also did stuff on the Commodores stuff, is playing guitar and synthesizing stuff on here. And Jimmy Connors, the tennis player, does the background vocals on here. But Tell Me has a very distinctive... Tone and feel to it, and I always liked the cuts on this work, I always thought it had a real freshness to it, and I think it was really tight, so that was really cool. Uh, and I liked the whole feel of it. Uh, so, want to say Michael Boddicker was on the synthesizer, vocal, so it was a really nice cut, and it had a, a lush feel to it. See, one thing about it is that when you remember the liner notes and you read through and you think about how artists used to have more uh, fulfillness in their music and their songs. And it meant something when you would hear that. So it definitely had a strong tone. I feel like that a lot. Uh, the next cut is My Love. This one here. Because Nathan East on bass. And then it also has a string section. And there's a is on here. And Kenny Rogers is doing background vocals. Has a real strong country feel. Um, it's one of those kind of songs that. Again when you want to talk about the versatility of Lana Ritchie. You listen to a song like this. Because she has a little bit of. As R and B, as pop, as some funkiness, some gospel, in country, you know he always. And I did the last podcast I did was on Donald Fagan, They're very distinctive in their approach to music, almost like opposites, but you can definitely tell they both came from the Ray Charles school of creating this musical template because you got this versatility with their music. And this is another example of it. And My Love has a lot of things going on with the song, just very distinctive and rich and engaging. So I really like that. The next cut on here is Round and Round, and I always liked the way, um, it was something about the way Lionel Richie's vocals was on this track, and I liked the harmony and the groove of this song. I always thought this was like one of them cuts that really had a vamp on it, that, you know, it almost put me in the frame of mind. I was like, did he write this song for Maurice White, or Front of Fire, because it has such a strong, put me in the frame of mind, and I really like, the feel of the song, so I thought that one was really happening, I really liked the groove of it, so, um, you know, really tight, the next cut is Truly, which was a big solo hit for him, Grammy Award winner, and it just, it was like a lush, slow cut that just wanted to, you know, he was able to write these kind of songs, which period, which are still amazing, because, you know, you have to be able to connect pen and the paper into the audience and he did it you know so you know when you can write you can write and that was an incredible song, uh, incredible song the next song on here and see this is how talented he is because when you're going through these records and you're you know putting everything in memory and mindset you get to you are which is arguably was the, the jewel of the album and it was such a big song and this song hit on R&B pop and adult contemporary radio and love the background vocals with the feeling of the song um, love the vamp of it Just was one of those songs that just Had a very distinctive Rhythm, I like the, the change You know, how the, how the bridge Goes in this song, I really like the You know, the way he He had a certain type of way he would just These songs just had a way Of life about him You know, and then when you hear the strings And you hear the whole tone You know, when he says, maybe you're fine And I like how his voice Goes into this you know, it's almost like he was in the 60s soul doo-wop group. Like, if he was, like, with the four tops of the Temptations or... You know, like, because his voice would have loaned itself to doing some doo-wop. Corner Street doo-wop at that. And he does these parts in his songs where it's a nod to Sam Cooke and Jackie Wilson and uh, other soulful greats of that time period, which doesn't get the do because a lot of his songs were so car-car, so successful. But they lay harmony into that era, so, you pick that up when you listen to him and you really like, you can really hear where he's going. So, he co wrote this one with his, his wife, Brenda Harvey Richie, and it's a tight song. The next one, You Mean More to Me, which was a uh, Him on a Piano, was a pretty straightforward, um, very moving, very tender song, and just had a very distinctive feel and tone about it. Uh, it was really tight. And then the next cut was Just Put Some Love in Your Heart. Again, another straightforward song, and he again arranged again by Gene Page and had a full orchestra- uh, orchestration to tone and feel. It was really tight. And then the last two tracks on here are Endless Love, which was a demo, which he produced. Lana produced it, arranged by Gene Page. It was the demo. But you know what Endless Love was like? That was a monster song with him and Donna Ross. It just was the demo. But even Lana Richie demo was a mind-blowing. I mean, just really amazing. And the last cut is the U.R. instrumental track, which was a TV track and a great song. So, this is was his debut album. This is the deluxe edition of it. Um, this album, you know, came back out in 2003. Was the re with the deluxe, but there's so many memories and so many, um, you know, great tracks on here. And just a testament to what, you know, how you came out and what you did. And Lana Ritchie is one of the greatest artists ever. And, um... This was just one of those records that just really spoke to the heart and stuff. Wash your hands, keep your mind clear, watch out for another, and uh, please feel free to tell me your favorite Lana Ritchie solo albums or uh, albums or live performances, videos, or albums and songs. And just because a song or album is older does not mean you can't find something new in it, because Lana Ritchie definitely has a lot of songs that have influenced and inspired a lot of acts since. Keep it funky, keep it on the one, be safe out there, be careful out there. And if you get a chance, do check out this Lana Richie debut album. Cause it was very versatile and it still holds up really well. Strong production, strong instrumentation, vocals, and and um one of the best artists ever to do it. All right, till next time, I'm out. peace.